Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Built Like This Podcast. I'm your host, Maxine. We're on episode 295. Hello. I am getting my life. I am getting my life while watching this Fonnie Lu- Willis and Nathan Wade case. Um, it is so entertaining. You know, I've reported this a few episodes ago. And shame, shame, shamed just the inappropriate relationship of Nathan Wade and Fonnie Willis just because of the corruption that it presents between quote unquote employer and employee because Fonnie is technically Nathan's employer. What's interesting about this whole situation is the the fact of the matter is she is now seen as incapable or too corrupt or a conflict of interest in her persecution of Donald Trump because her focus is to expose the fraud in election, the alleged fraud in election that Trump had in the election a few years ago. So instead of that being the focus, the focus is now put on Fonnie Willis and her exposure of a relationship that she's had with Nathan Wade. Now, so much has come forward with this being that Nathan Wade was married technically at the time, but he was separated from his wife. Like they were on the verge of getting a divorce. They didn't sign the papers yet, but it was something that was in the works. And of course, this was something that made her look poor in the light. She didn't look like a good moral woman because she is uh, exposed for dating a married man. Okay, whatever. But we find out that Nathan Wade's marriage was already corrupt in and of itself. I learned that his wife was having an affair, which resulted into them getting a divorce around the time um, when they started the process. And she was having an affair with his best friend. So you have two people cheat on each other, like, don't give a fuck about, you know? So I say all this to say... We get so caught up in the in the make believe of things and just the optics when in all actuality both partners were cheating on each other. Regardless of who started first, these people are willingly in a marriage at the time that led to where it is right now. No one's a victim, no one's woe is me and this 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 woeful person, this beauty and the beast type of scenario. No, no, no. Um, everyone is a willing participant. Okay. So anyway, that was revealed. I learned that Fonnie Willis was married herself, but she's been divorced. So that there was no conflict with that. But anyway, so yeah, so there's that. Just a few days ago. There was the trial, and because it's a public trial, we have access to it as citizens of the world. 
So it's all on YouTube in live format. And this is a there's this attorney that I watch pretty frequently on YouTube. I'm subscribed to his channel. His name is The Lead Attorney. It's coming to what does he say? I forget, but he always does the lead with his big teeth. He's so funny, very entertaining, very informative. Who knew I would be so interested in like law stuff and linguistics, but he makes it so entertaining. So as I'm at work at my nine to five, I'm over here tapped in to the trial. Mind you, he streams for a good seven hours, six hours, eight hours also, and I'm tuned in. Yes, I take it down whenever I have to fucking teach. <laughs> Oh, okay. I'll do my job. Shut up. But I multitask. I definitely multitask. So there are some clips I'm going to share with you all. And I find them to be quite fascinating. So, you know, as lawyers, I feel like there is an understanding of being a bitch. There's an understanding of being a dick. Right. So it's both sides. It's both men and women lawyers. I feel like they have to learn this type of attitude or tone or delivery. You can't be someone who's passive. It seems like when you're a lawyer or your passive aggressiveness must be at a top tier level. You know how to turn it on. Like, I find it so fascinating the way that they are speaking and their tone of voice, their language, their gestures. But here's the thing. It's all a sport. Like, that's just what they do. So I don't think it's something where you actually take it personal and internalize it. You just accept it for what it is. So, for example, uh, Nathan Wade was on trial and he's getting... Um, he's getting asked questions. He's getting interrogated by a, another lawyer, you know? So he's a lawyer and he's getting interrogated by another lawyer who he actually knows. Like they actually have a friendship according to what she says in the beginning of her interrogation of him. And if, if I'm saying the right verbiage for it, I'm not a lawyer. So follow along with me anyway. But she starts off by saying, you and I are friends. You know, I've supported you throughout your campaign. My children and I have purchased and worn your, your shirts in support of your campaign. Like she's painting the picture that we're good. We're good friends. And I think she's trying to do that to present this image of this is not personal. Like, don't, don't take my job right now to be something as me trying to attack you or discredit you. I love you. You're my friend. But I think it's like, wait, it's like right before you backslap someone, that's what's about to happen. So after she starts off like that, she then goes in on him. Definitely tries to catch him at a lie, tries to slip up his words. And he's standing pretty strong. So another thing, some of these uh, gestures and the way that, lawyers communicate while they're on the stand. I think it's a life lesson for 
everyone, regardless if you're a lawyer or not, I think you could learn a, a thing or two if you take your time and communicate. So, you know, oftentimes we're awarded for thinking on the spot and speaking qu uh, quickly and not meandering and just getting to it. With lawyers, you wait. You wait. You wait till I get to the answer. And even when I get to the answer, it doesn't even seem like it doesn't even seem like I'm getting to an answer. You just gotta follow me on this road. <laughs> like, I'm, yes or no. There's no yes or no's with lawyers. There's no yes or no. Because I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to confuse you or get you to just agree with whatever they're saying and they're controlling the narrative it's so powerful i find it to be so i don't know if sexy is the word that i want to sexy came to mind so maybe it is sexy i don't know there's something about that like wow it's about controlling the narrative it's about controlling the conversation and not being at someone's whim and despite him being on the stand and legally having to answer the question and participate, he is controlling the narrative. Same for Fanny, but let's start off, or Fanny, sorry. Let's start off with Nathan Wade, okay? So remember I talked about how he doesn't look like a, a lawyer? I, you know, I probably should stop saying stuff like that, but like, you know, there's a stereotypical look that people have, but instantly when I look at someone who looks like him or when I look at him, I see someone who is a stripper. Like, I, <laughs> what comes to mind is a man who strips. Okay. Uh, like, he's about to, mm, 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 mm. you know, like, he's about to take it off. You, you paid for his services, you know, right before you got, right before you get married. And he's out, you know, swinging his dick. <laughs> You see his eight-pack chest, and he's swinging his tool belt while on his ways. It's just, that's what comes to mind when I see him. I don't immediately think, oh, this is my criminal defense lawyer. What? No. So anyway, so he is the first one that they call on the stand. And I'm trying to find initial clip. Um... Let's see. But yeah, they take their time. They don't rush. They don't. They answer your question when they answer your question. <laughs> okay. Uh, but let me go ahead and share this video or share this uh screen with y'all. Make sure you are tuned into the YouTube channel. Thank you so much for your support and subscribing. Let's start off with this one right here. Did you go to a cabin with Miss Willis ever? Ever. Ever. I've been really trying. And you know what's so funny to me? It's like, nigga, you know. You know you did. And apparently they've been dating or they started their romantic relationship since 2021 so a couple years now so it's still technically fresh them asking him 
Have you ever been to a cabin with Fanny? He's looking up to the ceiling, trying to figure out, why have I been? You know, you know, like, I know every event or moment that was like a road trip or a vacation spot that me and my man has gone on. Like, I'm aware, I know how to answer a question like that. Like, it's the fact do you go to cabins or like you know like you'll remember i don't know let's just continue you'll remember it trying to hold back this feeling my soul <laughs> and he's trying to figure out how can i say this and you how can i respond that doesn't i got you no did you go so here's the thing He's being, with lawyers, I've noticed, you have to be very careful with your responses and with your word choice. So him being asked, did you go to a ca cabin or have you ever been to a cabin with Fonnie Willis? He's probably thinking, hmm, it wasn't a cabin, but it was a camping site. <laughs> outside in the woods where there could be bears with Fonnie Willis. You know what I'm trying to say, but that's the thing with lawyers. They may know what you're trying to say and articulate, but no, I'm going to answer your question the way that you asked me. So by your question choice, by your word choice, no, I haven't. And he's not going to willingly just share the other example that he may have. It's up until when you ask me properly or when you ask me directly to the other experience that may be similar to a cabin, but not a cabin, then I will answer your question clearly. So maybe if she said, have you ever gone into the woods with Fannie Willis? So he may be like, mm, no, but really it was, it wasn't the woods, but it was the forest. <laughs> But you know what I mean, Nathan Wade. Oh, let's continue. 2022. When did your romantic relationship with Miss Willis begin? 2022. When? In 2022. Early 2022. So you were appointed in November of 2021. Yes, ma'am. And your relationship started early. What's early? January? February? Around March. Around March. But you two met at an October 2019 um, judicial conference, correct? Yes, ma'am. That testimony directly contradicts earlier testimony from one of Willis's former. So there's another woman who got put on on the stand, but this time it was virtual. She is friends or was clearly they're not they're not friends anymore. And she is disclosing that. Her and <clears throat> and Fanny have talked about Nathan a while ago, and Fanny was very forthcoming and told her about her relationship with him prior to the time period in which they are admitting they've been together. So it contradicts it, and 
it further implicates the corruption present in this trial. Okay. So there's that. So I also want to play a few more. There was something else about him that I wanted to play. Let's see if I can find that. Okay. So let's, let's take a look at this one. You in cash, all the money for the entire. Okay. So then you tell us that Miss Willis uh, paid you in cash all the money for the entire trip. That was a gift for you for your birthday, correct? Yes, sir. And I'm sure you probably have the deposit slips where you took the cash and deposited the cash into your account, don't you? I did not deposit the cash in my account. You don't have a single solitary deposit slip to corroborate or support any of your allegations that you were paid by Mrs. Willis in cash, do you? No, sir. Not a single solitary one. Not a one. Now, um, when Ms. Willis would pay you in cash, would you scamper down to the ATM with her and as she drew money out of her account Your to Honor. pay you these thousands of dollars? Mr. Gillen might scamper, but there's been no evidence that uh, Mr. Wade does. I object to the- Look at that slick ass smile. Like, yo, these lawyers. Ow. Mm-mm. I would advise women to not date lawyers. If you're not a lawyer yourself, and if you're looking for something serious, let's add also add that caveat. But yeah, they're very. I think that, that's just how men think in general, right? I think oftentimes with men, they're they're not gonna they're not gonna disclose additional information and details. They're not too detail oriented in their speech. Now they may be in their workspace. Maybe they're. Maybe you're dating a man who's a construction worker and he is very detail oriented in the trim of a wall or, you know, stuff like that. I don't know the actual verbiage. So excuse me. But that is different. But when a man typically is in a relationship, the man is not as detail oriented in how he communicates. That's just, they're just not. That's, that's what I've noticed. You got to ask direct questions questions to get a direct answer because oftentimes they'll tell you what is the answer but if you didn't directly ask them the question then they won't they won't tell you (laughs) it's like you know what act like a lady think like a man right okay so there is a few more clips i want to share with you all so fanny willis talks about the cash that she has used to um to to use for different expenses there is let's see let me see if i can find another one let me play this one right here this bill came in did you ever would you say you paid cash versus cash out oh most the the vast majority was cash out i don't know what percentage i'm not gonna guess that the vast majority was cash out but there would be times she would say you know this bill came in did you ever pay him anything other than cash I've only given cash a few times in, in the course of what we're talking about. So you if we would go to dinner, let, him, let her finish her answers. If we would go to dinner, I wouldn't give him <laughs> cash because he paid for dinner or I paid for dinner. I've given him cash only a few times in life, probably four. Okay. Probably the most money I've ever handed him is twenty five hundred dollars. The least amount of money I've handed him, probably between five hundred. This is where 000. this is where she's fucking up at. Why is she telling more information than she's asked, right? So she's asked, Has you, have you ever given him cash? 
she then tells, oh, sure. Like trying to like dismiss it. Like, yeah, I mean, I given him cash, whether it was like $500 or $2,500, it's like, oh, stop. Just answer the question directly. Yes or no. So you have given him cash. I didn't ask you how much or the range of cash amounts that you've given him. Just have you given him cash? Yes. Okay, cool. But again, this is about how lawyers, they, they want to paint the narrative. They want to tell you what the answer is rather you telling them how to answer. That's truly just how they communicate. So here she is talking about the cash. You never wrote him a check? Ma'am, I don't have checks. Okay. And she's getting visibly upset. <laughs> I mean, right. I mean, who has checks? But still, relax, bitch. Relax. So she is, I don't know. I think she is not looking too well here. During this trial, she's coming across a bit, I know black women don't like to be described with this word, but she's coming across a bit combative, she is, or aggressive, whichever word you don't want to be used as a black woman against you. But a spade is a spade is a spade is a spade. And in this case here, she is, uh, there was a point when she was like, I know you're trying to be cute. <laughs> to the white woman who was prosecuting her. It's like, ma'am, she's literally, she's doing a job. This is a sport. And look, I, I think, sure, people, they take things personal, even in their workplace, which is understandable. I do it too, and I try my best not to. But I feel like, especially as a lawyer, aren't you trained to leave it at the courtroom and not? take it as a personal dig. There was also a question I noticed she was able to not give a direct response to. She actually just she actually said, "No, I'm not answering that." Instead of you you know, typically when you don't answer a question, you are given the right of the fifth a fifth plea, right? That's what it's called. She didn't say that. And the question was about her daughter, like basically the whereabouts of her daughter, which I felt like was irrelevant. So maybe because it probably was irrelevant, the judge allowed Fanny to say, no, I'm not disclosing where my daughter is. And I didn't know she had a kid, right? So there were some things I didn't know about. I didn't know she was married. I didn't know she had a kid. What? <laughs> so who is this lady? But yeah, she didn't disclose any of that. So her father is actually a, an attorney as well. Is that kind of cute? Your dad is an attorney. You're an attorney. That's so funny. Um, but yeah, this this case this case is a mess. It's a mess. It's a mess. 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 But look, I'm not here to dig her grave. You know, in a metaphoric sense, I'm just here to say, you know, I, I call out corruption regardless of skin color, regardless of gender, regardless of cultural background. So white people have shown, you know, there are some white people who've been corrupt and as well as black people. And I think sometimes we, we, we get so caught up in the optics in the society, like, oh, she's taking down Trump and just the optics of that. A lot of Democrats were so staunch in their support of her. 
oh, she's taking out Trump. She's going to expose Trump for the fraud that he is. Okay, well, now you're exposed. I mean, fair is fair is fair is fair. And I mean, altogether, isn't the election already fraudulent? Hello? Are we believing the ballots are actually counted appropriately? And the results that are in are accurate? No. So even if, let's say, even if Trump lied and was uh, fictitious about his votes and being elected and yada, 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 yada. Okay. And so was Biden. Hello, is the mic on? So was Biden. So was Biden. So was Bush. So, I mean, the list goes on and on. It's everybody. Everybody's corrupt. You're corrupt. You can't get far in the world that we have set up without being corrupt. You can't get you can't get far in this world that we set up without being disconnected from the real world. You know, working in this space of education, in the field of education, I notice oftentimes the people who are in the administrative roles, in the quote unquote leadership roles, are very far removed from reality and the reality in the classroom. Yet they create policies and plans and, and strategies to incorporate in the classroom, despite them not being in the classroom for however many years and not presently visiting the classroom and really spending time analyzing the classroom to know what they're talking about. That is just what it is. Apparently, when you are in those positions, and sure, it's not all the time, but oftentimes from my experience, I've noticed people in those positions, in those elite positions, having to just be corrupt or not as knowledgeable about their task, yet they're making the rules. Yet it's up to them, not you. That's just America, child. That's America. But anyway, let's move forward, child. Um, Rachel Dolezal, who is actually not named Rachel Dolezal anymore. She changed her name because she wants to be more black. So we all know Rachel Dolezal as this white woman pretending to be black who worked at the NAACP organization for several years and objectively have supported Black culture in her specific role. She has been outed since then, since that, I mean, how, however long ago that was, but she's been outed for her fraudulence for lying about her cultural background and something about something. Anyway, um, her new name is Ketchy Diallo. And that's Ketchy with the N in front of her name. You know how Nigerian names, the first letter is invisible. Like, what? What's your name? How do you say it? So she decided to name herself a, a typical Nigerian name. 
even though she is a white, white woman. Okay, just like Sean King, even though he still hasn't come out as white. I'm still waiting for that revelation to be confirmed, but it's apparent that he is. So Rachel Dolezal, who is now known as Catchy Diallo, was fired recently from a school job. She was a teacher, actually. So since her exposure of being this fraud, she started to work at a school in Arizona as a former teacher. Isn't that hilarious? You know, when all else fails, go ahead and be a teacher. My God, my God, anyone could do it. <laughs> Who the F cares, right? Who cares? So she was actually terminated. She was actually terminated recently because the district found out about the adult content that she promoted on her social media, specifically her OnlyFans content. Y'all know how I feel about this. Look, sooner or later, I'm about to be on OnlyFans. Hello? <laughs> yeah, am I? I mean, look, all I'm saying is we have to stop it. We have to start accepting all kinds of work. Her working, this not me trying to defend Dolezal, ugh, but look, a spade is a spade. If she has to work an additional job that so happens to be an adult content platform, such as OnlyFans, just to supplement her income as a teacher, then what does that say about the system that she's working in? What does that say about it? She has to do what she has to do. Is she hurting anybody? Is she killing anybody? Like, is there anything that she's doing that is illegal? No. So why are we, like, why are we ostracizing and penalizing women and men? But I'm just focusing on the women here because that's who I've been focused on for cases like this. You know, she's not the only teacher who's been fired for having an OnlyFans account and people not minding their business. Like, why can't whatever happens in OnlyFans stay in OnlyFans? <laughs> why can't you just only be a fan in that platform? So... She is, again, a former NAACP leader in Spokane, Washington, who faced national controversy for claiming to be Black despite being born to white parents. She included a link in her Instagram page. Now, here's the thing. If I wanted to do OnlyFans, obviously, I would have to link it in my Linktree account which I no longer, I mean, I could have it again. Wait, let me clarify. I don't have an OnlyFans, but a Linktree account is what I had. A Linktree account is basically a link that you'll put in your bio for people to click on and get access to different things that you have going on. So for example, with my podcast, you could listen, in, you could listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, as well as YouTube. I provide people with those choices on Linktree. They could click whichever link they prefer. So if you're not 
an iPhone uh, user, you don't have an iPhone, then you'll probably click the Spotify link that's in my link tree. But lately, my link tree is <laughs> so technical, right? But my link tree is only connected to my YouTube because I noticed on someone, I was like inspired by someone else who I came across his content, and I noticed in his link in the link in his bio, it went directly to his YouTube. I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. If I want to build more supporters or subscribers on my YouTube, quickly direct me to your YouTube channel. But now I'm trying to debate with myself, like, should I return to the link tree so people could have the option of either or? Anyway, that's for me to talk about to myself. <laughs> but uh, the point is, if one was, like, if I was to include a link tree back in my links on my Instagram, a part of the links, like, in addition to my podcast links, there'll be a link to my OnlyFans if I if I had an OnlyFans. So I say all this to say is how, how does one discreetly promote their adult content? Like, obviously, you have to promote it. That's just how America is, you know, whether it's word of mouth or whether it's finding me online and coming across my content and being able to easily access said platforms. So I, I wonder if you wanted to be discreet. <laughs> now, how could I, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> like, even if I were to create a, a snub account or what's the, what's it called? But basically a fake account. Isn't it still tied to my cell phone number, which you can still figure out? You know, there's an RSS feed. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, inquiring minds would like to know. Diallo's Instagram page contained a link to her OnlyFans account. And employers said they deemed it contrary to the district's social media policy. What the fudge? First of all, is she working at a Catholic school district? And even so, like, whatever happened to minding your own business? Minding your own business is what I what I would like to know. Why are you on my social media account? Is my job getting in the way of my teaching? No. It's whatever parent, whatever daddy of my student inquiring about me and decided to click the link in my bio. Like, first of all, mind your business. Oh, not me supporting Rachel Dolezal or catchy Diallo. <laughs> so Diallo was hired just recently. Back in August 2023, she worked as a part-time after-school uh, she worked as a part-time after-school extended day instructor at the district and also substituted. Child. She had the account since 2021. So she had her OnlyFans account since 2021. But this was recently brought to the district's attention. Quote, we only learned of Miss Catchy Diallo's OnlyFans social media posts after, um, on Tuesday afternoon. Her posts are contrary to, that's, let's just stop right there. How did you learn about it? 
because I've had it two years prior to me working this job. Who snitched? Did it slip in conversation? Like, did she happen to tell a coworker? <laughs> Unfortunate. So it says here she is no longer employed by the district. One of the rules regarding the use of social media by district employees says an employee shall not communicate in a manner that is unprofessional and would significantly and adversely impact the employee's work-related reputation. This is ridiculous. We got to get to a point in our society when we truly mind our business. And I'm saying this on a podcast that obviously tells news about other people's business. But look, there's a boundary for certain things, at least, right? And so when you think about someone's livelihood now being taken away from them because, oh, you disapprove of me having to show my clit on camera? Really? You have a clit too. What, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? I don't know. Like, free speech is really not a thing. It's an illusion. It truly is an illusion. Let's see. I want to see if she could fight back. Maybe I want to... Oh, hold on. I just clicked another link, y'all. And according to this link, it looks like she spread it wide. I mean, look... (laughs) Let me see if I can play the video. <laughs> oh, obviously they're not gonna let me not show it to y'all, obviously. So I'm just gonna play in the background as I figure out how to describe such an image. But from the still of the first second of the video that I just came across, you see Rachel on her knees, butt to our face, hands on her butt. Hands on her knees. Hands on her knees. I got it. <laughs> Shout out to Sexy Red. Um, yeah. I mean, look. What someone does in the privacy of their home or not even in the privacy of their home, just period. Yeah, they said something. Okay, let me see if I can find it on YouTube. Not on YouTube, but on Twitter. A bitch is nosy. <laughs> find out what's going on what's going on i want to you know how you want to find content without actually having to pay for it that's what i'm trying to do so i'll follow up with y'all and give my report (laughs) but i do wonder if she could fight back i don't think she can unfortunately because regardless of us living in america we all are working well many of us at least if you're not your own boss you are under the supervision of someone else who is your boss and they provide you with policies and contracts that you are signing in the fine print it's not even fine print it's very clear but it's a lot of verbiage and it's a lot of pages so some people may not read the whole thing or some people may not care until the time calls for them to care and it's unfortunate but people could determine how you live your life regardless of the america that we live in within any practice any institution any school district you have to follow 
you have to follow suit and it sucks but hopefully her only fans content is blowing up and she can support herself i mean what are we doing some explicit photos are being shared on other platforms such as ooh, reddit okay i'm already on reddit let me go on reddit <laughs> like to look at these things for this is for research purposes that is it okay Ooh, hold on let me see if i can find it <laughs> i can't click the link why didn't it let me click the link okay there we go i clicked the link okay click to see child this is it she's not even posed correctly oh okay Ooh, okay See some titties, okay. But why she look kind of um confused? Oh, oh no, she's spotting a wide eagle. Okay, I wish her well. I wish her well. I wish her well, and I'm not sharing my screen at this time, obviously, for. <laughs> uh for legality purposes but um go google it yourself child look i am in support of people minding their business just like i say every every freaking episode at this point stop asking me if you are my coworker <laughs> if you are a colleague of mine don't ask me how my weekend weekend was. Don't ask me what I did over the weekend. I don't care. I, no, 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 don't do it. If we have a rapport, if we've built some type of, uh, you know, a, a little step above a professional relationship, Oh, hope you had a hope you had a good weekend. It's enough, honestly. <laughs> oh, shout out to Rachel Dolezal. Hello. But please, if anyone knows, how can one support? How can one promote? And only now, nah, probably could Google that. How can you? How can you promote OnlyFans without? Oh, it says here. You know how Google fills in your sentence for you there's one thing that says how do you promote only fans without family knowing <laughs> that's one thing i always thought about too like hmm i don't want any family member to come across my stuff if i if i had stuff i'm talking about i'm talking like i have stuff out there i mean the wrong hands i don't, I don't know <laughs> Okay, so how to promote OnlyFans discreetly. I just clicked that. Okay, it says here. Oh, no. See, it says how to promote OnlyFans without showing your face. That's not it. No. I'm talking about even in you not showing your face, you obviously have to put it out there. You have to share the link. How do I not share it under Hama Moore? <laughs> or under Built Like This Podcast? Well, hello? How do I promote my OnlyFans? Okay. To secretly promote your OnlyFans profile, you must create... Didn't I say... Okay. You must create new social media profiles with the anonymous name you use on OnlyFans. I got it. 
to create so secret social media accounts on popular websites like Facebook, Instagram, Reddit, and Twitter, you must use the new email address you created to sign up for. There we go. There we go. That's it. So if anyone would like to know, me. <laughs> if anyone would like to know, all you need to do is get a new email address, a new name, a new social security number. You're good. <laughs> no, I mean, but you definitely need the first two. A new social, no, a new email address, probably a new number. If you have a second phone, because you know, oftentimes with, when you connect to Instagram, Facebook, whatever, it connects with your phone. If you let, if you let it, I don't think, I don't think you have an option, but to let it. And so typically it'll let your contacts know just off, off instant. Like, Hey, letting your friend Barry know <laughs> sexy one Oh one is available on Instagram. Barry's going to be like, who's sexy one Oh one. How come I'm getting uh, a promo of her? Do I know her personally? You know, so get a whole new number, get a new email address, create the Instagram account under that anonymous name with the new number, then build that Instagram account by solely showing content that's suitable for Instagram and that would lead people to your only fan. I'm trying to teach y'all. Hello? I'm trying to get to the money. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just literally, look, I'm in support of people doing what they need to do to get by in this world. The world is set up for us to fail. Seriously, I'm not here to be pessimistic. I'm really not. I'm just being very honest here. Inflation is not going down until it goes down. And when that will happen, I don't know. But in the meantime, what are we going to do? Wallow? No. Show some fill in the blank. It could be anything. It could be your dick. It could be some titties. It could be your click. Like, show it all. Show it. If that is what you need to do to get by. Oh, won't you just get another job? Won't you... Okay, you can. And you're still... <clears throat> and need of more money or, you know, what's better than money? More, more of it. <laughs> but I think we should all have the privilege of living in this world comfortably. I'm tired of surviving and just getting by or living paycheck to paycheck. I'm finding myself out of that. Thankfully, you know, with the second job, that's great. But still the point is, to continue to live life in a way that amplifies a thriving nature. I want to thrive. I want to not feel so tense and, oh, no, no, do I have it up in this account? Oh my gosh, if I, if I give you this card, am I going to be declined? I don't want to be declined anymore. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want to. I want to go to any establishment. If my girls want to have a night out, go out to eat, I don't want to say, oh, I probably can't make it, y'all. And then, you know, just to save my face, even though I don't feel like, you know, 
I'm glad I have a good set of girlfriends who aren't judgmental and they're supportive, but still just for me, I always feel the sense of shame of admitting, Oh, this is out of my budget or, Hey, I'm only giving myself $50 to spend today. Or, Hey, I'm only giving myself free leisure money of $150 cap to spend. You know, like free fun money up to a point. I don't want a point anymore. <laughs> so if one must pull a catchy Diablo, a.k.a. Rachel Dozal, then there's a way to do it. So, look, I'm saying all this to say, I think there are other teachers out here. And I'm specifically focused on teachers because that's what Rachel Dozal was uh, for that time period until she hasn't, uh, until she wasn't anymore. Um, these are examples of jobs that are unfortunately not compensated as well as it could be, especially if you are, excuse me, if you are solely responsible of your financial responsibilities. See how I worded that is one thing to <clears throat> be in a household with other people or not. But if you are solely responsible for taking care of yourself and no one else is taking care of you, this is not a well-compensated position to have solely. You have to have other streams of income. So again, I'm grateful that I have a steady additional stream of income. That's great. But look, I may have to... <laughs> I think about getting a second phone, though. about getting a second phone so wh what are we talking about when's the plan i've come on here and talked about y'all you know what let me just move on let's move on child i spent too long on this topic but shout out to rachel dozo shout out to rachel dozo okay so Beyonce, you know, I talked about her releasing her hair care line, Sacred. I don't know if I sound like country just now. Sometimes that's how I talk. Like, maybe it's just the way my mouth is formatted, the way God built this. <laughs> Shout out to the former name of the podcast. But sometimes I just, like, I enunciate my words in an interesting way. So, Beyonce came out with her hair care line called Sacred. The imagery of the products as well as the name and the price point of the products are revealed. And um, it's quite interesting <laughs> if you, if I do say so myself. So the prices start at $20 up until $265. And let me go ahead and scroll because what exactly is the $20? Okay. The $20 is a product called Ritual Shaking Vessel. I don't know what <laughs> is going on. You know what's so weird about this is, I don't know if Beyonce is trying to play in our faces, like trying to um, be funny with the whole... Um, you know how she's aware of the Illuminati jokes 
or conspiracies that people have. And we know that from the song formation. She starts off with y'all, y'all haters corny with that Illuminati mess. Paparazzi, catch my fly of my cocky. I'm so reckless when I rock my G Fonji dress. I'm so possessive, so I rock his rock necklaces. My daddy, Alabama. My mom, shout out to formation. But yeah, so she's aware. She's aware of the jokes and the conspiracy theories of her being in the Illuminati and uh, being this priestess. Who's to say what is true, what isn't? I don't know, but a lot of things kind of... It pans out like she probably is in the Illuminati. You know, my opinion, my opinion alone. So I think she's playing on to it. She's definitely playing on to it. And she is laughing in our faces like, okay, so what? And if I am, you'll probably still buy this product. So <laughs> what's up? So the fact that she has this product called Ritual Shaking Vessel, like, first of all, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> what is a ritual shaken vessel? And is it, is it just a spray, a hairspray? But, you know, she got to be extra. I'm trying to go to the website because I assume that she'll have her website up and running for this hair care line. But as I go to sacred and it leads me to sacred.com, it says coming soon. Enter your email for updates. No. You know, that's how they get your data or that's how they get more money, essentially. That's what I heard. Like when websites, when companies in general ask for your email, that's all for them to look good. Like, oh, look, we have so many people in our database who are connected to our company. That is the reason why you shouldn't invest in us. That, you know, that's how they get more of a profit somehow, some way. That's what I learned. Anyway, so the website's not up and running, but there's an image that I found online of the products. So I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. And again, make sure you are watching this on YouTube and you are supporting me by subscribing to the YouTube channel of Built Like This Podcast. And you are leaving a positive review on Spotify. I really want to increase my reviews on Spotify. So I encourage you, even if you don't have an Android, you could have the Spotify app. You could have the Spotify app. So I encourage you and I ask that you support me by leaving a positive review on Spotify. And I also appreciate leaving a, a positive review on Apple Podcasts. So thank you in advance. So as you can see on my screen here, here are the images of the products that will soon be released. I hear that is going to come out next week, actually. So there's a clarifying shampoo and scalp scrub, that's $38. Nourishing hair oil, $44. Moisture sealing lotion, $38. And do you see the design? Do you see the design? It looks very skimpy. Sure, it's aesthetically pleasing because it's, it has a simple, minimalistic aesthetic. But you could tell there's not a lot of product in the actual container. So the, the upcharge of it being $38, $44, $20, $46 is like, but how much am I really getting for, for this? 
So there's a moisturizing deep conditioner. And just looking at this image here, it's in a like a flat container. So you don't know how wide it is, really. You know, sometimes pictures lie to us. Not even sometimes, all the time. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. Uh, what else? Reconstructing treatment mask that's $42. There's something else that I saw that was like wild. I think it was like 265. Okay. There's no image for it, but there's a there's a product called Super Fan Bundle, and that's $265. Now that's wild. But honestly, the other prices are pretty average for hair products. It's, it's expensive. And sure, someone who's making Beyonce money or anywhere near it, probably looking at these prices like, okay, that's that's like not even lunch money. That's like less, that's coin money. That's nothing. But to the average folk, you have to budget and make sure when you are using the product that you're not being as generous as you would like to be in your hair because you want the product to last a good month if you can. So uh, it is what it is. Again, I, someone says, if y'all complain about the prices, you're exposing yourself as broke. I, here's what I want to say about stuff like that. I hate when people do that. I hate when people do that. Why are you shaming people for quote unquote being broke? What, what is that about? Oh, I'm going to shame you for suffering in this economy. Oh, I'm going to shame you for, despite having a nine to five job, despite doing your best to pay all your monthly expenses in a consistent manner, not being late on your bills, not, you know, being ex extravagant with your expenses, not going out to eat much, if at all. Oh, I'm going to shame you because you're broke. What? What does that say about you? What does it say about you? I think, I think it says a lot about you than it does about the person who's quote unquote broke. No. How about recognize the efforts that someone is making to do their best and stay afloat in this economy? How about recognizing, hey, this person is a single person living alone and trying to do their best. And this goes for everybody, right? You could be a single person living alone as a man, as a woman, as a college student, as a senior person, like regardless of what level you are in your life. So this whole, uh, it's so, you just broke. Like first, first of all, you're broke too. How about that? You're struggling as well. And broke is relative. People could say, oh, I'm broke and they just have, $200 left over from their expenses for the month until their next check. That's broke to them. But someone who has a negative $200 in their account say, nah, I'm actually broke. <laughs> right? So broke is relative. I just, oh, that rubs me the wrong. I hate when people do stuff like that. Like, why are you shaming people for doing their best in this economy. How about we talk about the system and the way that things are set up for us to fail? How about that? How about that? Speaking of Beyonce, Beyonce, as I talked about before, came out with her two 
country songs. Both I love. I really enjoy the song 16 Carriages, especially. That song has been playing in my head for the past day now. I really enjoy it. Um, maybe she'll give out a visual for it. Not even a visual. I hate that even. I hate that that's the term that we're using now when it comes to her music videos recently. But that's what she has been saying to us. Like, oh, I don't, I'm not going to release a music video. I'll give you guys visuals. And the visual that has been out for both of them is her moving in a GIF. Meaning, you know, those GIFs, those graphics that we use to be funny, those like memes that we'll use, but it's just you walking up and down, up and down. That's literally her visual for both of these songs. Like Beyonce, what the fuck? Where's that music video? What happened to the self-titled Beyonce? From that album. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Okay, so there's a country music radio station who refused to play one of Beyonce's newest songs. So that's either 16 Carriages or Texas Hold'em. Someone on Twitter came out and said they're going to expose Oklahoma's KYKC country music station to racist standards because they called in the radio station and asked for them to play Beyonce's song, Texas Hold'em. And their response was, we do not play Beyonce. So the person says, and I quote, I requested Texas Hold'em at my local country radio station. And after requesting, I received an email from the radio station stating, we do not play Beyonce on KYKC as we are a country music station. Now, I want to know, since when does radio stations email anybody? Never mind someone who called the radio station and made a request. Like, who has time to email a random person explaining, I don't, you know, we don't play this music. That's why I feel like, I don't know if this is true, but apparently it is true. Maybe there's a way to request something via online. And then someone who's working that department had to respond. I don't know, that's just weird. Okay, so this person said that he is claiming that this station is okay see look let me go ahead and share my screen so the person is exposing this on x formerly known as twitter he says hi we do not play beyonce on kykc as we are a country music station thank you and it's signed off by the just the 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 credentials of the company so I guess it's a real, I thought it wasn't just because there's no image here, but I guess it is. That's weird. Anyway, so he exposes that, right? And he's trying to get a lot of people, obviously the beehive in particular, to, to hold this country station accountable for their blatant racism and discrimination against Beyonce. Now, come to find out, this radio station actually 
said they refused to play this song because, or here's what they said verbatim. Let me read this. We initially refused to play it in the same manner if someone requested us to play the Rolling Stones on our country station. So he's making the point that this is not about race. This is not about Beyonce being a black woman at all. Instead, it's about the fact that we only play country music. We don't play a pop or R&B. We don't play rock and roll. We play country. So that's his point here. He also says, fact is we play Beyonce on two of our other stations and love her. She is an icon. We just didn't know about the song. Then we... Then when we found out about it, we tried to get the song, which we did, and we have already played it three times on YKC, our country station. You know what's so funny? The fact that you have to give it a number proves to me that you're trying to quantify how anti, you know, uh, how anti-racist you are. (laughs) Oh, we played it three times. I have a black friend. No, even though I do believe when people say, at least some people, when some white people say I do have a black friend, I'm not racist, I feel like that's a fair thing to say. Hello? Prove me wrong. Oh, you could still be white and racist. If I have a black friend, how does that work? (laughs) I'm actually kind of serious. I know the whole, the only thing I hear when people say that like it has a retort. They say, oh, because white people fetishize black people. You know, when you think of a white man who people call racist, yet he has a black wife, he only has her because he fetishized her. And that's what slave owners did to their slaves. And it's like, okay, but what else you got? <laughs> Aside from that, Let's act like that's not the case here. Like, I don't think every person who happens to be white and happens to have a black wife has her because of fetish. I don't, I just think, you know, things happen and whoop. I like some black pussy. Or I like some pussy who happens to be black. Let's say it like that. Anyway, uh, but finally we got our hands on it and on and and based on the fan support, we decided to air it. Truthfully, normally we would usually wait a while to see how the song performs on the charts and on bigger country stations than ours, as we are just the little guys. <laughs> so that's that that um despite them being quote unquote the little guys, they got a lot of backlash for not equal equalizing their platform for Beyonce. Now there's a few other black country singers who are now getting more exposure because of Beyonce stepping into this genre more. And I'm saying more for a reason here. Beyonce has released country music before. Now, she hasn't necessarily been outright with it, but if you follow her in her career, the one one song I could think about right now is Daddy's Lessons. And I talked about this before. This is a country song. 
but because it was just mixed in in the Lemonade album and probably not given the same amount of, of exposure despite her performing it at the Country Music Awards actually a few years ago with the Chicks, formerly known as Dixie Chicks. Still, she didn't have this whole rollout of a country artist. Ciao. Beyonce is going to be number one regardless. I do feel bad for K. Michelle. And this is other black woman who's in the country genre who um, obviously didn't get the exposure. People didn't know about her until now. But may I mean, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's working out for, for good. Ugh, but yeah, so let's talk about this clip real quick. It's called, well, it's not called anything necessarily, but I found this on my feed and I want to give some commentary. So oftentimes people like to put a, um, a cap or some type of stopping point to what you should or shouldn't do based on what you have going on in your life or what you don't have going on in your life. So this woman decided to share this dating tip on this podcast called Poor Minds. She is, let me just play it first and then we'll talk about her. So if you're making $50,000, don't date. I'm I'm just being for real. You're not ready to date. Again, I'm with you. You're not right. ready to date. You're not ready to date because courtship costs. Okay. Everything costs. Okay. You can go for 22 walks in the park. Eventually, Shorty is going to need a sip of something. She's going to be thirsty. thirsty. This <laughs> bottle of water is $3 in Atlanta. Let's not play. So if you don't have any expendable cash, don't date. And whatever that looks like for you, you might only make 50000 but you live in a shoe. And now you got expendable cash. Or get you a bottom of the barrel bitch that's going to date you when you have no money. If she doesn't have the expectation, and I'm going to tell you this right now, enjoy it while it lasts because eventually you're going to want to run. Because she doesn't stretch you. She doesn't make you the man that you need to become. She allows you to be the stagnant dude in the same jeans for days. You know what I'm saying? Let me cut no. I'm just talk about man. So Okay, so this was uh, an interesting discussion that people were having in these Twitter or X streets. Now, here's the thing about this. Is she wrong? Yes and no. Yes and no. I'm saying yes because I just came on here talking about <laughs> Rachel Dolezal, a.k.a catchy Diablo on OnlyFans supplementing herself with income while working a teaching job. And I've also given tips on how to promote your OnlyFans <laughs> discreetly. <laughs> All this to not make a limited amount of money and to do more than just survive in this world. The point is, the point is, yes, this world is expensive. This world does cost, courting costs, dating costs, just being in engagements with people, like going out, having friends, exploring the town. It's not free. Nothing is free. And so someone can say, oh, well, you go out 
for a walk at the park, you could bring food instead of buying food. Okay, sure, you can, but you still have to purchase that food to bring it, right? Like, <laughs> you are still buying. Like, we're spending money all the time, whether it's gas, whether it's our automatic payments every month for whatever expense we have, whether it's our uh, auto insurance, rent, mortgage, car notes, Wi-Fi, phone. I mean, the list goes on. Everything is a cost to it. So no matter how much you try to create this, this, uh, this protective shield around your wallet, you still got to take it out. You still got to take it out. Why do I say yes and no, though? The no part, I mean, oh, yeah, the no part is no. I think you should still date. Like, what? Dating is not solely about money. It's not. I think we have to also be mindful of the fact that, you know, not everyone is making this this like gargantuous amount of money that looks pleasing to the eye for the next person. No, like what you seem to think is successful may not be to someone else. And I think ultimately it's about your values, your, your attraction to someone. How can someone compliment you in your life? Is someone adding on stress or are they adding joy and laughter and care and compassion? despite them making just $50,000. Like that doesn't have to dictate whether or not you date that person. So I do think it's a yes and it's a no to this response here of her being right with this rhetoric. (laughs) Look, we get so caught up in the whole, oh, you got to be a certain way in order to date me, you know? Oh, yeah. Okay. But who are you though? Like truly, who are you? You know, how do you present yourself? What, what do you bring to the table? Oh, I am the table. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Okay. But what do you bring on the table? What What's there? If you're the table, what type of table is it? Is it concrete? Is it handmade? Is it an end table? What's that? What what table are you? <laughs> but anyway, I just say all this to say, I think we get so caught up in things that truly they don't matter. Like, yes, it doesn't matter. I still stand on that. Like money doesn't matter. You know, the amount that you make doesn't matter. The degrees that you have doesn't matter. I agree. I believe in the intangible yet. We also live in a tangible world in which we have to make tangible money or digital money, right? (laughs) Whether it's crypto or direct deposit, we still have to have money to support ourselves. So um, I think ultimately it's it's a good combination of both. If you are, it doesn't have to be like, what? Why you got to disrespect someone for deciding to date someone who makes $50,000 right now? And I'm saying right now, as in sometimes people start off like that, depending on your job and your age and your educational background. Like there's so many factors to that. You can make $50,000 for this year, but okay, you are gradually increasing in salary. 
and you're even taking on side jobs. So, but your main job, yeah, it does pay $50,000 a year, but you're making supplemental income in other ways. So let's just not limit it to it just like that. Like, I don't think anyone, that's a wrong thing to say. I don't know everyone, but I think ultimately a lot of us aren't stagnant. <laughs> this idea of like this like make-believe scenario that people make all the time on Twitter talking about, oh, don't date someone who's making $50,000 a year. No one's just making that. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, sure, there may be some people. Fine. I don't know everybody. But no one's just making one income all the time and have no desire to increase and find new opportunities. Like, what? If you're dating someone who is like that, then that's that's different. But she's she's painting this scenario of, oh, you're dating someone who has no vision, no ambition, no goals, who's completely comfortable in fifty thousand. No, you can't survive in just fifty thousand dollars a year in this economy, unless you are living home with your parents and they're comfortably and totally fine with you living there and they're supporting you in su in supplemental ways. But if you're living as a solo person, $50,000 is not going to cut it. So anyway, so regardless of your nine to five being $50,000, you're making additional mon money, I'm going to say monkey. You're showing your monkey. I've come to the conclusion of this episode by saying, just create an OnlyFans. Just, just resist the, the desire to be this moralistic person and this, this person who is so religious and who can't, I have values. Just make an OnlyFans account. This is me giving you permission. This is me giving you a sign. Just make an OF account. Get a new number. Put on a mask. <laughs> Am I? I'm not. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate every listen, every support. And I will check in with you all next time. Goodbye.